and welcome to podcast number 36 here on The Voice of the Arts with your host, yours truly, Joe Weber. We're going to kick things off with an old school philosopher and comedian, Jackie Mason, a man whom I encountered on Broadway on the Upper West Side of Manhattan back in 2013 when visiting my older brother. He was walking arm in arm with a tall, beautiful blonde woman, a good 40 years his junior. I thought of that old line, is she a reward or are you her punishment, but did not say it. See, you see, this show is not for everybody. I don't know if you noticed that. I realized that as soon as you came in here, Mr. <laughs> it doesn't bother me, it doesn't bother me. Some people like you, some don't, let's be honest. Like, I have a girlfriend. My girlfriend to me is the most wonderful, most remarkable person in the world. That's to me. But to my wife... <laughs> the guy keeps staring at me. I don't care if you live or not, mister. I got enough money to last me the rest of my life. Unless I want to buy something, then I'm... <laughs> I'll be honest with you, the kind of spender I am, I'll never notice it if I make a living or not anyway. Who needs a lot of money? That's another sickness, to spend a lot of money. You show me a big spender, I'll show you a sick man every time. Big spenders are sick people trying to make impressions that serve no purpose. Like an average guy makes a date with a girl, right away he has to spend 100, 200, 500, 900. I make a date with a girl, cost me nothing. Nothing. I come up to her house, she wants to go out, I let her go. <laughs> What's my business? I have to follow her around. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Why does a guy take a girl out in the first place? He takes her out so he could be with her when she comes back. <laughs> I'm there already. Where am I going? <laughs> There's another fraud. The whole dating system in this country is a study of mockery and fraud and chicanery and deception. That's all it really is. The most honest man in the world, as soon as he makes a date, he becomes a liar and a fraud. Every man, I don't care who he is, by the way, he starts out, hello, did you eat yet? Every date starts out with that question, did you have dinner? What the hell has a dinner got to do with what you want from this girl? You took her out because of a dinner, is that what you want from her? Answer the question before I throw you out. A date has nothing to do with a dinner, let's be honest about it. A guy takes a girl out for only one reason, because she appeals to him sexually. Not nice to mention it, but it's sex. If it wasn't sex, he would take out his brother-in-law. You can't mention sex because it's not nice. You're not supposed to want it. She's allowed to do it, but not if she wants it. She's not supposed to know what you want because she's not supposed to know that that's what she's going to do. So she's supposed to convince herself she don't intend to. She don't want to. She never heard of it. So you have to figure out how to get there without talking so she can do it without hearing. Thank you. 
Alexander Olshinetsky and his orchestra with Mazel and Lieb, or Lucky in Love. The following humor piece was published in the Shouts and Murmurs section of the New Yorker magazine, dated June 30th, 2008. Animal Tales by Simon Rich Frogs Hey, can I ask you something? Why do human children dissect us? It's part of their education. They cut open our bodies in school and write reports about their findings. Huh. Well, I guess it could be worse, right? I mean, at least we're not dying in vain. Well, how do you figure? Well, our deaths are furthering the spread of knowledge. It's a huge sacrifice we're making, but at least some good comes out of it. Let me show you something. What's this? It's a frog dissection report. Who wrote it? A 14-year-old human from New York City, some kid named Simon. Wait, this is it? This is the whole thing? Uh Uh-huh. Geez, it doesn't look like you put a lot of time into this. Look at the diagram on the last page. Oh, my God. It's so crude. It's almost as if he wasn't even looking down at the paper while he was drawing it, like he was watching TV or something. Read the conclusion. In conclusion, frogs are a scientific wonder of biology. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. Why are the margins so big? He was trying to make it look as if he'd written five pages, even though he had only written four. Wait a minute, he couldn't come up with one more page of observations about our dead bodies? I guess not. This paragraph looks like it was copied straight out of an encyclopedia. I'd be shocked if he retained any of this information. Did you see that he spelled science wrong in the heading? I missed that. That's incredible. He didn't even bother to run it through spell check. Who did he dissect? Harold. Betsy's husband? Jesus, so this is why Harold was killed. To produce this report? This is why his life was taken from him. Well, at least it has a cover sheet. Yeah, the plastic's a nice touch. Dalmatians. Hey, look, the truck's stopping. Did they take us to the park this time? No, it's a fire. Another horrible fire. What the hell is wrong with these people? Free-range chickens. Well, it's another beautiful day in paradise. How'd we get so lucky? I don't know, and I don't care. I think I'll go for a walk over there for a while, then I'll, I'll walk back over here. That sounds like a good time. Maybe I'll do the same. Hey, someone refilled the grain bucket. Is that the same stuff as yesterday? I hope so. Oh, man, it's the same stuff, all right. It's so good. I, I can't stop eating it. Hey, you know what would go perfectly with this grain? Water. Dude. Look inside the other bucket. This is the greatest day of my life. Drink up, pal. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, the farmer's coming. Huh? I guess it's my turn to go into the thing. Cool. See you later, buddy. See ya. I was born about 6,000 years ago There ain't nothing in this world that I don't know I saw old King Pharaoh's daughter find little Moses on the water And I can whip the man that says it isn't so I saw Noah when he built that famous ark I slipped into it one night when it got dark I saw Jonah swart with a whale 
And I pull the lion's tail I can whip the man that says it isn't so I'm an educated man To get more sense within my head I plan Well, I've been on earth so long And I used to sing a little song While all of them old-timers took their stand Elizabeth fell dead in love with me <laughs> She did We was married in Milwaukee secretly and Then I took her out and shook her And I went with General Hooker To fight mosquitoes down in Tennessee I taught Solomon his little ABC Smart feller And through all his books I tutored him with ease and Then I sailed out on the bay With Methuselah one day and I played with his flowing whiskers in the breeze I'm an educated man to get more sense within my head I plan Well, I've been on earth so long and I used to sing a little song While all of them old-timers took their stand I seen old Satan when he searched that garden o'er Booger saw Adam and Eve driven from the door. When the apples they were eating from the bushes, I was a peeping. I can prove it from the man that ate the core. I saw Cain when he killed Abel with a spade. And I know the game was poker that they played. I was hit behind this rub when he slapped him with that club. Poor old Abel caught him a cheating and now he's dead. I'm an educated man to get more sense within my head I plan. Well, I've been on earth so long, and I used to sing a little song while all of them old-timers took their stand. Let's listen now to those two improvisational wizards who graced the airwaves for many years in the New York City radio market. Bob and Ray. Listen to how they throw each other curveballs, yet still manage to stay in character, or should I say characters. In this particular skit, Ray Goulding plays both Ruth Grepley, the East Coast spelling champion, and Harvey L. Updike, the West Coast spelling champion. It's quite remarkable how he can project the affect of a woman without using a particularly high-pitched voice. Now, will, will the two spellers come over here and sign in, uh, please? You are Ms. Ruth Grapley, is that right? Grapley. Chelsea, Massachusetts. And uh, who's the gentleman here with you, your, your uh, finalist contestant here? Well, I don't know. He's from out in the West someplace. I think he's from out Oregon or Washington. I don't know. I better ask Let me him. look at the card well, here. Well, I'm from out there, yes. Is that Harvey L. Updike? Yes. I see on the card. Mr. Updike, Ms. Grepley, you know, of course, what this means. You have been brought here at our expense, having won the spelling championships of the West Coast and the East Coast, respectively. And uh, what word did you win the West Coast championship on, Mr. Updike? Oh, not funny. I can't think. Can't you think Machinery. Of? Machinery. Machinery. The thing as important well, as that. It, all the others. You would remember. And, Ms. Grepley, what was the word that you uh, won the East Coast championship on? Do you know? Uh, helpful. Healthful, H E A L T H F U L. Well, how do you spell that? H E A L 
T-H-F-U-L, healthful. Hmm. Well, you look askance. What's the matter? Oh, I'm afraid that I shouldn't be here. I didn't well, spell that? it that way. How did you spell it, Miss? H-E-L-T-H. Oh, well, that's wrong. They must have overlooked it. F-U-L. I don't know whether this... Well, I don't... I'm, I'm sorry, but I... Uh, okay, then. You want to get up on the platforms? You, Mrs. Grepley, over there on that one, and uh, you, Mr. Updike, on that one. Well, as I say, I don't know whether I'm doing the right thing or not, uh, Mr. Bob. Well, we can declare a default if... Uh, in the because opinion of the I don't want to lose my amateur status, or I don't want to be... Familiar. All right, well, let's spin the big uh, barrel <clears throat> and see just which word will go to which contestant. You spin the barrel, please, Al Schaefer. Barrel with its gay bells on it for... Here we are with uh, a word assigned to Miss Ruth Grepley of Chelsea, Massachusetts. You ready, Miss Grepley? Yeah. Your word is healthful. Miss <laughs> Grappley, you heard the word, did you? I know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Well, let me remind you, this was the word that won <laughs> your East Coast Championship. You should remember it, and certainly it's a coincidence, despite the fact that... Uh, would you rather wait? I and... think it's... Could I wait? Uh, yes. I'd uh... love to wait. All right, well, let's go to Mr. Updike then, shall we? Okay. And spin the barrel again, Al Schaefer. <laughs> Certainly the most mixed up kind. Here is the word for Mr. Updike. Your word is machinery, sir. Oh, machinery. Aye, that's the one. That is that that is the one you that's won. That's the one with. I uh, won with. Machinery. M-A-C-H-I-N-E-R-Y. Machinery. You want to let it go at that? Leave it that way? No, it, it isn't right, huh? Well, I didn't say that, but I just wanted to be sure that was your well, definitive I have, answer. I don't have much confidence in myself when you say... You want to try spelling it just once more, uh, Mr. Upton? Well, when you say sure. you want to leave it that way, I get scared. Uh, machinery. M-A-S-H, mash, E-E, machine, N, A-R-Y, I'm terribly sorry. That is wrong. And uh, you go down on this round, uh, Mr. Updike, it should have been spelled M-A-C-H-I-N-E-R-Y. And we'll be back with our next round in just a little while, so be sure and stay tuned. Back now at the Bob and Ray Grand National Spelling Bee and the finals, and we're ready with Miss Grepley. And do you want the same word or another no, word? No, another man? one, please. All right. Here's the word for Ms. Ruth Grepley. It is health. You're kind of in a rut, Miss Grepley. I don't know how this has worked out this way. <laughs> health. Could I, could I wait and think? No, of... you'll have to spell this one oh. because uh, you haven't spelled any word yet. H-E-A-L-T-T. H. 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 E. L. T. H. And Miss uh, Grepley is the winner. Oh, wait. And <laughs> you're coming down off the, uh, off the I've platform. I've been down off the platform for, uh, for about five minutes. So I'm going to. All right, Mr. Updike. I'm going to hang a fat lip on you there, you Mr. Have, Bob. Uh, you have a beef of some kind? You bet I do. I, I, uh, you didn't help me, and I had it spelled right I'm in the first place. I'm not supposed to help any of the contestants. But sir. you did. I, 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 you know I heard that. you helping that uh, Miss Grepley there. 
or whatever her well, name I, is. Just with a couple of letters, but I'm. I well, a couple of letters, that's the whole up. thing. Uh, I was only trying to speed up the, the program because we were lagging there for a bit, and mm -hmm. uh, we have time limitations, as you know. Miss Crepley, you're the winner. You Thank receive you. this beautiful silver loving cup. And, of course, your one-week all-expense uh, vacation in New York. Well, that's a wonderful. wonderful time. And, and then uh, what does uh, the gentleman get? Nothing. Very glad that uh, you both were able to come. Thanks for being a good sport, Mr. Updike. And better luck next year, sir. Well, I'm not going to enter your contest next year. Oh, my heart skips a beat when we walk down the street I feel a trembling in my knees and just to know you're mine until the end of time makes my heart skip a beat well I did a double take the day I met you my heart turned to flip as I stood next to dream come true and my heart skips a beat when we walk down the street I feel a trembling in my knees and just to know you're mine until the end of time makes my heart skip a Owens putting the finishing touches on podcast number 36. This is Joe Weber saying goodbye here from the Voice of the Arts. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.